Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This episode of Nobody Likes Casey McLean features Greg Beachler. Greg is a comic. We were in Austin, Texas. We recorded three podcasts out there. This is the first episode uh, of those podcasts where Greg is the guest. The next two, he is a co-host. Please uh, follow Greg at Greg Beachler on Instagram. I don't think he uses social media anywhere else. And also find my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com slash calendar. I'm headlining a bunch of places coming up. Come out to one of those shows. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And please enjoy Greg Beachler. We're doing video also um, in our palatial South Austin uh, fucking hotel that we're sharing a, a hotel room. Have you, when was the last time, have you ever heard these kinds of trips called white boy vacations? No. So it's like, uh, I've, I've heard them described that way because it's like white dudes will get like, to save money, they'll all fucking get like four dudes in a hotel room with two beds. They both sleep. Oh, I just thought that bed. was how all guys took vacations together. Oh, okay. Uh, no, absolutely the preference is to have your own hotel room. You yeah, don't think certain, so? You don't a, think so? You'd, after you'd a rather, certain age, but if I was like 22, 40, 23, yeah, 22, 23, right. definitely sharing. Oh, yo, this situation? Yeah, this sucks, man. I would definitely <laughs> rather have my own shit for sure, man. I mean, I'm happy to be in Austin, and I'm happy to be here with you, even though you've made it difficult at different points, but uh, and we'll get into it. Okay. And we'll get, this is actually... That's my uh, middle name, is, dude. Difficult yeah. at certain points. Yeah. Um, but no, this is it's been fun. It's so far, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. I've... Uh, feel like I've kind of got on your nerves a lot. And for some reason, when well, you get annoyed with hypocrisy. me. It's yeah. just your massive hypocrisy constantly. That's all. My Not only your massive hypocrisy, but you hypocrisy. are a gaslighter, dude. You and are a, a fucking serious gaslighter. Let's hear it. All right. So this is the uh, this is the hypocrisy, okay? Because I was like, hey, I'm going to take this. Uh, I was like, we're going to take this flight. By the way, I've had to plan the whole goddamn thing. If if you planned it, that's not we true. would not be in Austin, Texas. That's right not now. true. I, I can I I can get places. I know how to say, hey, these are the dates we're working. This is the hotel we're getting. These are the flights. I could have done all that. You're the one who was like, hey man, I got these this thing. I would put these points on my thing. So you did all that. I don't I get any points for you. I just figured we won. <clears throat> yeah, get a well, check just, bag for free because you're on my reservation for sure. But you and had you. more benefits because you fly more than me. So that's why I let you take care of that part. Yeah, that was the only the, reason. And the hotel and the fucking uh, rental car, all of it, everything. Everything. Yeah, I mean, but, but did you want said, me? But my, this, we're getting into this, Greg, it's therapy right now. Okay. So uh, did I pay for my portion, though? No, yeah, 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 for sure. There we go. That's all. 
So yeah, you did none of the labor and you paid the exact same amount. And then uh and then uh people pay for labor. All but the I was time. like I was like, yeah, dude, I'm gonna what I think what I'd like to do is we get on this midnight flight. I yeah. want to sleep a little bit on the flight, and then maybe when we get to the fucking hotel, we'll sleep. We'll see if we can check in early, and we'll get a little bit of sleep. And you go, how much sleep do you need, dude? And you told me, you're like, I only need to sleep like 45 minutes after work on Wednesday. I'll be fine until Thursday night. And then you slept on the airplane. You were like tired when we got to Texas. We slept We slept in these beds that are behind the camera. Uh, you slept. You didn't. You needed more sleep than those forty-five minutes. Yeah. Okay. So there's contention with this. First off, not right. a gaslighting. He more. says, no, "No, that's not the gaslighting yeah. part. The gaslighting part's coming up. This is just yeah, the." Hypocrisy. I didn't sleep that much on the flight. This I was literally doing shit for Dude, work. I woke up many. You times. You were snoring a bunch of times. Time. I woke up. The I was. Whole, you were sleeping the whole fucking time. I was listening to some shit. And my eyes were closed. What was I supposed to do? Staring at it. This is like I have I, a, what my best I friend in high school used to tell me. He's like, I never get hungover, dude. I've never had one hangover. And I'm like, well, yeah, you sleep till 3 p.m. after a night of drinking. He's like, yeah, but I'm not hungover when I wake up. And I'm like, yeah, you out sleep it because you fucking first. Yeah, I'm saying, all right. Yeah, my eyes were closed. I was listening to music. Come on. No, it wasn't, I was listening to uh, audio. You were books. snoring, dude. Oh, maybe yeah. I'm not saying I was. You wasn't snore asleep. while you're awake. Okay, so I didn't have the exact number of 17 minutes, but I didn't sleep that much on the flight. It wasn't that long of a flight. And I listened to you snore for at least two hours while I was doing work. I slept well, especially yeah. by the way. My normal move is to sleep in a passenger seat, but I've developed a, uh, I've acquired the black dude skill of falling asleep easily on airplanes, which I've never. White dudes typically very anxious on airplanes, and uh, I'm fucking great now. See, I think we're no opposite, anxiety because my anxiety is just peak getting there and getting but through. But see, you shit. even said I was like I was. But once I'm on the anxious, flight, I'm cool. Yeah, my I have I have anxiety about getting there on time, but once I'm, I'm I agree. No, we're not different. We're exactly the same. Yeah, no, but I don't, don't try to take this one black trait away from me, Greg. This is my one black trait. So, okay, um, but so that was a thing, and then uh, the the where you gaslit me, tough <laughs> tough gaslight, tough one. <laughs> so we did two shows last night, and they were they were both uh, experiential. Um, I'll remember both of them. One of them was like decent in yeah. fucking Georgetown, Texas, a suburb of Austin. That's like apparently the like rich white area. Um, and you could tell. Yeah. And then we did one in downtown Austin. And I think it's safe to say that we both had decent sets in Georgetown and bombed. In oh, downtown for sure. Downtown Austin was rough. And I got off stage and you go, wow, it sounds like they hated you. <laughs> and then we're fucking driving to we go through like this. I, I was like pissed about my set. Yes. And uh, we get we get done. I have to wait like truly everybody. Everybody on the show went long besides you went like a, less than a minute long or yeah. one minute long. I went two of the fucking time. And I wish I would have just burned it because I was like trying to do as much material as I could. And the crowd was just talking like they just wanted to talk. So yeah. I had like a little bit of the thing going. I'm like, I'm just going to do material. Everyone shut up. They didn't like being told to shut up. I think I told them to shut the fuck up. They didn't like being told to shut up and then bombed. And I was not happy about it. I go sit out in the crowd hoping like, oh, my buddy Greg is going to be up in, you know, 10, 15 minutes. It's like an hour later. Say, it was way out. later, man. Yeah. Dude, I, was... I, I don't know what happened to that list. But when I looked at it, it was like a couple eight-minute sets. And then you, it became an hour in between somehow. Because yeah, two people dropped in. Oh, those were drop-ins. Two okay. people dropped in, and they did like 10, 11 minutes. Everybody else did 10, more 11, shit. Yeah, it was 10, like 11 times two, maybe. They yeah. fucking, dude, there were some long sets in the middle. There were some long ass sets, but yeah, there were a couple drop ins. You know how it is, comedy, man. People just drop in and shit. Sure. I don't know how, like, it's. 
So she's then you put, you, I think you were like, the, this, by the way, I say, I think you were like this because I think this is how my attitude would have been where I was like, uh, yeah, you did bad to me in your mind. This is why I'm projecting into your mind. Okay. You didn't think you were going to do as bad as I did. I did. I couldn't say that either one way or another. Well, one reason I think that is because when I got off stage, you go, wow, they sounded like they hated you. And I don't think that you think you were going to come out and it would have sounded like they, you didn't think I did well, but you were right. I didn't do well. Okay. So then you go up and bomb. And I'm just fucking annoyed. We leave. Uh, we get into the car. Well, first off, we go into the fucking sketchiest gas station I've been to in years. It's the kind of gas station I would avoid. There's a gas station in Tacoma where I live where uh, I realized that I like came very close to getting mugged as I was pulling out of the yeah. out of the fucking... Uh, I, uh, so I go in. It was, I, I was actually in the Seattle International Comedy Competition at the time. I was leaving... For there, and I was like, I normally don't go to this gas station, but I'm short on time, yeah, gotta, gotta go a long there. distance, get in this place. And this guy's like, Hey man, do you have any money I can borrow? And I pulled out, or not borrow, like take for gas. And I gave him, I pulled out five bucks. And what happened is he saw I had like 80 bucks in my wallet, and I fucking hand him five bucks, go in, pay for like a Red Bull and whatever. I come out, and he's like beelining it back to my car because he realized I had 80 bucks, and I fucking, uh, get in my car and go and he's like standing in the spot like stomping like fuck I could have fucking gotten 80 bucks off this guy <laughs> uh, um, so we go into that gas station uh, there's like a dude an unofficial doorman at the gas station okay do you remember that guy yeah yeah the, yeah there was a doorman yeah that should have been my first clue but I was so worried about getting this lighter yeah I would say a uh, volunteer he was a, a very yeah. a generous volunteer at this uh, at this gas station um he was one of the very few, the the alarmingly few homeless people that there are here compared to the reputation of Austin, right? Yeah. This has yeah. been another argument of ours. Yeah, which I, I feel like I've been on top of most of the time. You, there's certainly less homeless people than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't the one that gave you like, the, I don't know where, why it's become my campaign that there are a lot of homeless people. I just know that there's. The places we went, we went to like a, like a fucking rural park and a, and like the suburbs and you're like well no homeless people there's not a single homeless person in austin problem solved they've done it I all didn't, didn't even say that i just said it was like over dramatized especially compared to where we live yeah i agree with you it was, it's certainly okay. over dramatized uh so okay go to the gas station got to finish the story because then i want to tell like my side of the story of everything you just said because it's all sure, bullshit but fine. go ahead well because well like, then we're gonna get to the gaslighting part uh after that but we'll let you tell your side of this part because i don't think this part's making you look bad we walk in and it's just like it's the kind of gas station where there's like three inch fucking plexiglass, like bulletproof glass. Yeah, yeah. And the fucking, the dude is arguing over $7 with the clerk when we get in. And there's just like a lot of commotion. Like every fucking, you know, these places where there's just like, a, there's a lot going on for 11 p.m. And I don't think any of these people have cars, okay? Like, yeah, no. the, the, if they have cars, they live in them. It's definitely the, the spot. We'll just say that. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you. You buy a lighter and you buy the cheapest lighter uh, available because also you have to, it's like a $3 minimum for um, a credit card. Credit card, yeah, right. Yeah. So you buy like, you had $2 cash, I think. Yep. So you buy this, the crack lighter, the one that you can turn the flame up to six inches high. Yeah. Uh, and that, okay. So you tell me your side up to that point and then we'll get to oh, the no, gas lighting. We got to get to the gas lighting. The gas lighting I want to do after because I'd like to hear your side okay. of this part of the story. Not this part. The, the gas station is the, 
that's just the facts. Like, why are we concentrate on this, Your Honor? Okay, then we'll go to the gas. Then we'll go to the gas. Go to the gas lighting. So we go to Whataburger because we're trying to consume as much food that we can't get in Seattle as yeah. possible. We went to Terry Black's Barbecue. Very good. Very good. A uh, little expensive. Fifty bucks. I paid fifty. Yeah, I paid like forty-seven dollars for not that much. Not that much food. Yeah, I paid. I think actually after uh, after tip, mine was like sixty bucks. Damn. Well, you got more. more I had more meat. I got like two ribs. I still have some smoked turkey in the back or in the refrigerator there. But uh, so we go to Terry Black's, then we go to um, uh, Whataburger after, and we had this moment because you were like trying to convince me that uh, I shouldn't be upset that I bombed. Yeah, because I was I was mad that I bombed. You bombed also, and you don't care about bombing. You love bombing. In fact, you're like, you know what? If it, if I bomb, it's the crowd's fault. That's I, your, did, I didn't even say hey, that. This what is the, my side of the story. If, I'm, if, I, if it's going to be my side, I'm not going to be fair. If you're going to oh, try right. to, this is the thing. I was going to try to tell a fair okay. and balanced version. It's okay. Version. This is why I Listen, know it's Greg, bullshit already. I was going to try to tell a fair <laughs> and balanced version of the story, but I didn't know I was going to get attacked with your version after. So now I'm building up as much reputation for the jury as I can. Go ahead. You don't care about bombing. You love bombing. You think bombing is uh, the actually that's what you're used to is what you said, uh, <laughs> and and uh, you're like you, you shouldn't care that much. And I go, well, you said to me when I got off stage, it sounded like they fucking hated you, and then you're like, I did not say that. I absolutely did not say that. I would never say that to you. I did not say that. And I then did. and then I go, you know what? I bet I have it recorded. And you go, play the fucking recording, Casey. <laughs> Play it. I fucking right. dare you. And whatever I said you said, when we played it back, it was to the word and fucking tone. Yeah. The exact words you said. Timing. It was perfect. It was yeah. dead on. It was I've good, never done a good impression of It was a good impression of Greg. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. I had to get my voice deeper to do it. I was like, they For sure. you. I did say that. <laughs> I did say that. All right. Tell me your side. Okay. Basically, everything you said is true. Uh, <laughs> basically, there's just a couple key points that make it seem a little slighted. Number one, yeah, if you bomb, you bomb. Everybody bombs. Plus, that set, you act like we were the only ones that bombed. Everybody was killing it, man. Maybe three people had good sets, and they yeah. were fucking wild as shit. They were just mm -hmm. off the wall, like drop-in dudes. They're probably special around here, right? People yeah. know them. Well, I didn't know they were dropping dudes yeah. until right now. That's what I'm so. saying. They're dropping dudes. Because I was out in the, I was out in the uh, audience pouting. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, like, no one was doing well. Like, just right. from the gate, I heard it all. That's why when you came out... I did say, oh, it sounds like they fucking hated you, man. Yeah. You know, just breaking your balls. I had a... Also, I want to say, like Casey was... Pups. He was driving because, you know, I'm lazy. I don't do that much stuff, right? He booked all, right. this, all the shit. Yes. I just thought he was getting points for it. I apologize. Next time, we'll split this stuff. Man. Anyway, so... Well, we'll get into your decision-making skills yeah, after okay. this. Okay. So... <laughs> we missed a part of fun fuck up on your part earlier in the day also. Oh, we'll yeah. Get we'll we'll go back. Yeah, those, we'll Tarantino we'll back to that. <laughs> Yeah, so I said that to you for sure. But also, like I say, since you're driving, though, I've been drinking, like, all night. That's true. All night. Oh, he's making an excuse. For no, no. I was, Casey bombed sober, but Greg bombed no, with... I just... With, we bombed. It's like... Greg, I had, I had one quarter of a Michelob I, Ultra before I went on stage. Yeah, so. I had the rest of it, dog. No, I drank it. I drank it on stage. I one quarter? It on stage. Okay, good. Okay, so I had, another, like, another one that was open. I, mean, I don't know. Gross. You, you fucking anyway. drank it. You drank a wounded... Someone else's wounded soldier? Maybe. It seemed fresh, or like a maybe. Like I said, I was pretty drunk at this point. Whoa! But yeah, you know, yeah, we bombed. We're not making excuses. I don't like this drunk excuse. I don't think you yeah. were that drunk. No, I was definitely drinking though. Can't say I wasn't drinking all night. I was taking shots and shots. 
shots plus one more shot. Yeah, no, one shot, shot plus another shot. Yeah, I probably had like three shots at the bar. They were like double makers. Oh, I, thought, I didn't. And see then I had like the, the Buffalo Trace, and then I was drinking back after you left because you were all mad. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the comics backstage, but like, yeah, the guy that went before me just completely, completely ate it. I don't think he got one laugh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I know Which, you got like a couple laughs on your set. If for some reason that dude does listen to this, it's not because you weren't funny, but it's because the guy that before went before him was wild, dude. I yeah, was, he yeah. was, he was like, it was like in a little, like half Andy Kaufman, half Robin Williams, like just a fucking energy, ball of energy. All day, yeah. yeah. Like you can you, it's hard to follow that. He was, I can't even describe it. In fact, I hope that he has videos online because I want to be able to describe him, but I just don't even know. I want to show you what was actually happening. Yeah, I was just hearing it. I was just hearing that. I was like, fuck, man, this guy is At one point, he just walked backstage with the microphone and was still performing, but in the green room. Did you even notice that? Because there's like that space between the green room. No, probably not. Oh, yeah. He was crazy. He was crazy. Yeah. So there was all that. Then, yeah, after the show, I was trying to console him. And I said, there's no way I did that. You'll see how animated he was. That's because I was pretty drunk at this point. So, yeah, I might have forgotten oh my to say God, that. This listen, guy's blaming it all on alcohol. No, no, listen. People. It's fine. I apologize, people, Casey. People of the Casey, jury. Casey, I apologize that when you got off stage. A 40-year-old man can't handle three I shots apologize of apologize when you got off stage that I was like, hey, man, sounded like they hated you. And that Thank hurt you. your feelings more. Oh, but see, I, I still. This is some dude shit, though, where I still this isn't think, a real apology. Because yeah, he's I like, still I'm think, sorry you're such a pussy and you can't handle a small comment. That's what yeah, this is. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry you can't handle a comment. I apologize. Yeah. For no, that. not compliment. Comment. Oh, comment. It was a compliment, though. They did sound like they at least actively hated you, not like they were just passive and talk. Um, I don't think that's a compliment. I don't think you. I don't know if you. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you needed more growing up, more yeah. compliments growing up. We should talk about the. So we showed up in Austin at uh, 6. A.M. And then we had to wait for the rental car place to open at 7 a.m. Yeah, that's just We're very tired. Very, I mean, it's like, you know, a pretty exhausting travel day. Yeah. Uh, left Seattle at midnight, arrive at Austin at 6 a.m., get my bag, go to the rental car place, wait a fucking hour for them to open. And finally, we're like, we come to the hotel first. And they were like, well, yeah, we can't let you in until... Uh, until like 11, 11 right which is actually earliest. nice though, cause that's yeah. four hours earlier than yeah. check-in he was like at the earliest maybe if they get in there yeah yeah and so uh we go to eat breakfast breakfast tacos at uh this it's apparently a chain here called taco deli taco deli actually very good i was very impressed delicious. yeah i like the uh haven't had anything i didn't like here so far yeah i agree yeah. i would say that the coincident or the weirdest well we'll talk about your fuck up today I'm, I'm just I'm I'm documenting these fuck ups, Greg. I want you to know that uh, cool, cool, I got man, a real diary going. Um, I bet you do. You're so sensitive. Uh, Dear diary. We get so we go there. It's good. We uh, we did have the moment where the guy. By the way, that dude wanted to fuck me so bad. The guy behind the counter. I think he wanted to fuck me. Real, yeah, real bad. I got the vibes. Okay, I mean, you get those vibes sometimes. Dude. Yeah, I got uh, the vibe that he did. He like hesitated to ask if I wanted a tip. Yeah, oh, that was the other thing, too. They he said it these... way faster to you. He's like, oh, would you like to laugh? Yeah. Whatever t- tip. And then he looked at me. He's like, would you like to leave a tip? I'm like, yeah, yeah sure, I would, actually, fuckface. <laughs> so, but he was a white guy. Yeah. Uh, a, a white, like, very goofy gay dude. And uh, Yeah, he had, like, 90s art teacher vibes, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh so anyway, he uh, can I, and he. I was like, so what's good? And he was like, well, I like this one, but I like black beans because they're a little bit whatever. 
And I was like, okay, let's do it. And he's like, he's like, oh, he's he's on board. And then I was like, what kind of coffee do you? He goes, you want light roast or dark roast? Which is a weird question for me because I wonder if he meant it as a euphemism about if in the deepest of conspiracies. He was like, you like that black dude with you or you like me better? And I go, oh, yeah, I guess light roast because I know a thing about light roast. One is uh, <laughs> it's got more caffeine in it. Did you know uh, that? Casey, I do know that because uh, well, the not, roasting let, process listen, actually – like takes more caffeine out of it yeah, the longer but let's it not, I think what you're gonna do now is like shit on this joke I'm making as oh, no, like not ahead. being factual, which is a very other no, no, it's thing you do. Your move is to like go, you know, Casey, there's actually some factual errors in this joke you're making. <laughs> so I think this in the deepest of conspiracies, this dude was trying to get me to like give him a code for you like this black dude you're with, or are you trying to get some fucking light roast in right. your life, you know? Because I pour we poured our own coffees. Why does he give a fuck what roast I'm asking? That was the, you're right. I did think that immediately when we were uh, going over there. I was like, what the fuck? There's right here. We could have just chose. But he didn't ask me that at all. I was just sitting he there, of course. He the light roast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, he, he was kind of attitude. You, so maybe. But the thing they do is they ask you if you want to leave a gratuity. Yeah. You have to tell it to the person's face, which yeah. has got to be awkward for him, and it's very awkward for us. For sure. And he yeah. was just, like I said, more hesitant to do it with me. That's, that was my conspiracy theory. Yeah. Casey has his own, like. Way more deep, involved conspiracy. Well, no, I do think he was, he either, there's two options. Yeah. One is he was racist and thought you weren't going to tip. That's one. And that's your conspiracy theory, right? The other one is he's woke and he doesn't want to take more of your money because uh, he doesn't think that you have to give him money. That's another option. But that I could do be think, another thing. I do think either way, I certainly annoying. think your race played a role in the way that he asked you about yeah. tipping. I do Either way, that. it's annoying. Yes. I agree. Yeah, either way, I still felt the same afterwards. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> what but then, racist. So he brings out my food, and then <laughs> this, it didn't happen to be you, but he came out and he goes, Leroy. <laughs> and I thought he just didn't take your name and was calling you Leroy. Just going with that much confidence. Oh, Yo, fucking Jamar. Here's your Jamar. Food. He's like, I didn't say anything like that, dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking wild. That's fucking wild. So you thought he just. Like, liked you, huh? See? I do think he did, yeah. Yeah, maybe, man. I'm sure you're lots of people's type, man. Yeah, well, that's that's a fucked up way of saying that. Listen, there are people in the world that are attracted to me, Greg. You, I think, are one of them. Can we play the tape back? All I said is, like, yeah, there's probably a lot of people who are attracted to me. There was meaning behind it. There was secret meaning behind it. (laughs) Um, See, that's your main problem, Casey, is you're way too conspiratorial. Um, There's well, not always like a backdoor message with everything. Well, yeah, I think it's uh, hyper analytical is what I am. Yeah, and that is why I can do comedy. It's because I'm hyper analytical. I guess because I can take this moment where this guy probably doesn't even remember that we existed, and I'm like, he wanted to fuck me. He's racist against <laughs> you. Yeah. He thought your name was Leroy. <laughs> We've gotten a lot out of this fucking very small interaction. We right? have, dude, and that's from hyper in- hyper analysis. Yeah, yeah. That's- Matter of fact, the hyper analysis, I got you. I got you. Then you make it comedic. Comedic. Yeah. But I'm I feel trying. like you keep trying to put no, no, holes. No, I feel, in the I feel that too. No, I'm not putting holes and shit. I just think that like I don't know like that you are always comedic about your conspiracy though. It mm. makes sense. Like I feel like sometimes you really believe. Like do you really believe I'm just trying to be like that much of an asshole to you? I swear to God, I'm not. Oh no, I'm. Uh, yeah, I was trying. I was having fun for most of that conversation. No, fuck I that. did get annoyed. <laughs> you were I, so did, mad. I did get annoyed at the. Uh, you were so mad, dude. Oh, this is my language of love, though, dude. My, okay. My family is uh, my uh, I've, the best I've ever heard it described. We're not Jewish, but it's uh, Talmudic, which is like just grind every piece of fucking this down to like its 
most pure form and debate about it. My dad fucking will debate. This is why my parents are divorced is because my dad will debate <laughs> till he's fucking dead, dude. About we had a I told my dad a joke in uh like 93 that I heard on the radio and it's not even a joke, it's like a riddle and it's what country has the most cars driving on the left side of the road. Okay. What the answer is the United States because if I'm on the right side, those other cars are on the left side. So it's the United States. And he's like, no, nah, that's for seven years he would bring up this fucking <laughs> for joke. For seven years. For seven years. I mean, maybe longer. I might have just blocked out. Yeah, the first. Like, unless you're driving backwards right. on the other side, you're not really driving in the left or right. Yeah. Just, just, they're so this just became an example yeah. that he would bring up in lectures to me. Of So, yes, this is my love language. My okay. language of love is that I'm willing to do. If I, if I didn't like you or thought you were truly an asshole, I would just go, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, okay. And then we'd move <laughs> on from the conversation. Oh, cool. Lisa, appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Um, I should learn what my love language is. It's probably just needling to death. Like, just... <laughs> yeah, I like to give people shit, too. That's the yeah, other yeah. thing, too. It's like we share that, which is I'm going to make fun of you. So I'm going to make fun it's, of you. It's dude. like no matter yeah. what you did, I'm going to make fun of you, and, it, and it's funny to be on the opposite side, right? You're a contrarian, Greg. We I talked am. about this. Oh, yeah. Dude, I just like to just fuck with you just because what else are you because doing? Because it man? leads to this. Yeah. This is definitely, yeah. man. Um, I, th- I think we're going to fucking make out on this podcast. Maybe, dude. We're probably going to hate fuck later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can flip for top. It's fine. Do you want to tell the story about uh, going to visit the state capitol? Yeah, man. First off, state capitol, Texas, is beautiful, right? Yeah, it is they beautiful, keep it. Yeah. Keep it really maintained. There's not like graffiti everywhere. It's real nice, real cool. Like we can't figure out what the grass type is, but it's like yeah. a, it's, it's like a thicker, but thick looks blades. easy, easy to maintain. It kind of lays flat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough of this grass shit with the king of the hill stuff. But uh, yeah, we're like looking at statues, making Texas jokes. It was good times. Uh, we noticed the uh, African American heritage statue. Yeah, was uh, kind of like a smaller, smaller little thing. Kind of away from everybody. In a valley. In a valley that you kind of like, it's like, do I really want to walk down there? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to hurt my knees. Yeah. For real, I got to get back up this hill. Yeah. Like kind of shitty place. And then if you go like 50 yards to, I don't know what direction, there's like just this huge statue. It's like the most grandiose one they have. Tons yeah. of it. It's like Texas fought for state rights. First sentence. It's like, all right. So yeah, we fought for slavery. Fuck these Negroes yeah. over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was like, it was like the Southern confederacy yeah. monument huge man dude like Black. a fucking uh like handsome general on a horse or whatever yeah it was all is. all great and we almost missed all of this we almost missed all this grandeur because like <laughs> oh no wait we forgot that there was another one because we noticed there was a there was a black statue a white statue and then there was a Mexican statue, if you remember. There was That's something. right. And we were looking yeah. for the Asian one. Then we and found then we it. Found it. <laughs> we made a joke. We were like, there's black statue, white statue, Mexican statue. Next statue has to be an Asian statue. And what yeah. was that one? It was the uh, people we killed in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> fucking memorial. It was fucking terrible. We're like, yeah. man, this is kind of... <laughs> yeah, they had like a, all the all the like Vietnamese symbols all over the fucking... Yeah. It was bad. It was... Anyway. So, yeah, we almost missed all this, man. That was like... I'm glad I got Why to be here. Took it, well, we almost missed it because, you know, we got to the park. I was wearing sweats, right? We were, we were flying at midnight, like you mm-hmm. said. I wanted to dress comfortable. I had, like, loose shoes on, some sweats. Yep. And we couldn't check into the hotel and do anything with pockets, really. So I had my wallet on me. We get out of the car, and I'm checking for it. I just can't find it, mm-hmm. right? Can't find my wallet. Right. Looked, we, we looked in the trunk, back seat underneath the chair. I was like, fuck, I must have left it at Taco Deli. We should call that guy. 
Call yeah, my buddy. yeah, I'm sure if he wasn't you like that, he probably would have thrown my wallet away. <laughs> <laughs> Said it wasn't there. He's got an X through your face like, when we get there. Fuck this guy. I was like, I don't know this guy. But yeah, so I was like, I got to call Taco Deli. So I'm trying to look it up. And of course, there's no number on it because it's the chain. I didn't realize that. Like, right. if it's an individual place, usually if you just Google Maps, it'll be like, call this place. Yeah. Anyway. All of a sudden, you're call. like getting directions. I look over at your phone and you're just like, Getting directions. Yeah, I was getting directions. I was like, fuck, man, we got to go back. I got to go check. I can't lose my wallet. They're the one place in the world that doesn't have a phone. The one business. Yeah, the one business doesn't have a phone. We got to go back there. We almost missed it all because I don't have my wallet. So we sit down in the car and then I like kind of feel something by my ankle. <laughs> and I lift my pants up and I was like, oh, that's right. I put my wallet in my sock so I wouldn't lose it. This was like a, like a <laughs> solid, we like, it was a solid like eight minutes of panic. For real. Like, I don't have my was, wallet. We're in fucking Texas. How's he going to fly without an ID? How are we going to get into... I mean, we've been ID'd everywhere. Yeah, like, oh, I've got no money now. i got to Yeah, all of a sudden, we can't dude. get into our shows. The fucking... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then it's just in your... It's just in my sock the whole time. Yeah. Just folded up. So, again, man, I apologize about this that. This is just Greg apologizing. I like this, this is, actually. This this is is my... I don't feel like this is self-serving at all. I enjoy it. And I'm glad you're apologizing. Yeah, Thank you. I'm man enough to admit when I'm making true mistakes. God, you fucked up so much too. And then uh, what do we do? We went. Terry Black's was cool. It was um, very good brisket. Yeah, the brisket was dope. The oh. sausage, I like the sausage a lot. Can't Those lie. pork ribs were incredible. They were delicious. They they do the thing where it's not like super rubbed. We talked about this, but yeah. we could talk about it again for the podcast for sure. Yeah. Like not over rubbed. They're like salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of sugar, and just a lot of like the smoke flavor. Um, pork ribs, I feel like you can, it's harder to fuck them up because pork is so, yeah, I've had some terrible pork ribs. I know. Like, terrible. It's real hard to fuck it up. But when you do, man, it's like, man, how did you do that? That's I've done impressive. It. You fucked them up. How? What happened? Uh, well, one, if you undercook them, like it not, cause under doesn't mean like unsafe to eat under, but you want to get them up to like, I think 200 degrees or something like that. So they're. Because meat goes through meat goes through a process, right? Where it's like, like if you some meat, if you fucking cook it, if you overcook it, it gets tough. But if you keep cooking it, it gets tender again. Because okay. it's like it's like the breakdown of the connective tissue and shit. That makes it. sense. Yeah. So like brisket, you cook to two hundred three. But if you cooked a ribeye to two hundred three, you'd have a fucking brick in your hand because there's no connective tissue. It's just a muscle with a bunch of intermuscular fat. So you've rendered out all the fat, all the fat stripped off, and now you just have this tough piece of meat. So you cook like a a ribeye, same animal, beef. It's also beef. Yeah, yeah. You cook that to like one thirty, and you cook a brisket to my my. I go to like two o three or two o five, something like that. Yeah, does that two degrees make a big difference? Uh, well, it there has to be a point when like yeah, that degree is what fucked it up. No, the, so, well, it's not really the degree. There's every brisket's like a little bit different, so you really. I just get up to about 200 and then start poking it for tenderness. And once it is like very tender across the whole brisket, that's when I pull it. Cool. So how long does it, can you keep it maintained at 203 just there for like a a time thing after that? So what I do is, um, there is like a way to hold it. You just have to hold it under 203, but above the danger zone. Which is like what, 160? It's 140 is the top. Like 40 to 140 is the area where a, bacteria grows okay for beef right for i think most meat almost all meat no, i think chicken is it's higher it's like you gotta go 160 you, you have gotta, to so 145 is what they say for chicken but you most chicken is it tastes better at 160 it's okay. again it's like you're you're hmm. so you want to get it up to 160 but if you hold it above 140 
from crazy. a yeah. from a health perspective, you're fine. Gotcha. No, because I used to do like uh, care for people when I right. like, hurt my knee and shit, and they give you like guidelines, like you know, beef here. This is minimum pork. Chicken, like the minimum they want us to serve it was like you know, like one sixty for people. Make sure yeah, it's they, done done. Yes, there's there's also like they used to do that for pork also, and those numbers change as like one like pork used to have I think it's listeria, and listeria could live at one forty five, but it couldn't live at one sixty. But one sixty is overcooked for pork. Hmm. So if you cook pork to one forty five, it's still like a little bit pink inside, and it's fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah, oh, I know getting a little pink, but then listeria could be in there. How do they get rid of listeria? That just like doesn't. It's like maybe in the conditions that the modern farming uh, is doesn't allow that fucking. I don't know the deal, dude. I just know that it's like. I think it's like too much bag, like antibiotics, and that's why we all have MRSA and shit. Well, I think it's also like now we're not killing fucking. Like farming is so much more centralized now. So good or bad, that means that there's like these huge processes in place, and there's. Uh, you know, the, like there's one quality standard for 7 million pigs or something like that. So um, it's probably, I, I'm not trying to get into a fucking political, like an economic discussion about meat. But I, my point is, is that with you, could, what I do with brisket is get it up to tender. And then if you put it in an oven at 170, it doesn't keep cooking because... You've already gotten it up to 203, the internal temperature to 203. Yeah, so as long know. as it sits in an environment that's lower than 203, it doesn't cook beyond that 203 tenderness. And so then you keep it wrapped and shit so it holds all the moisture. And, uh, yeah, then you can eat it. I mean, I've, mine is like, like 13, 14 hours after I'm done cooking is when we eat it. Damn. How long does it take you to cook it? Like 18 hours. It's a long process, dude. Yeah. It's like a thirty over 30-hour 30 process. You just eat the straight brisket? What do you do with it? I'm a straight brisket man. I'm always like that. We we so today we had those uh, pastrami sandwiches, and I would have like rather had. By the way, smoked pastrami in uh, Austin, Texas, fucking great. Fuck at a delicious. At a adjacent to another Greg fuck up, but uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that was my, I guess. No, that was your. That was that For is like okay. Sure. So this is what happened. Is uh, pull it I, up though. Pull up that place. Type breakfast. And then see what pops up first. What um, says five stars? I would have. This is the thing. This is why being picky at food. I would have looked at the menu at least. Nah, I guess. But we so were like Greg, already Greg, in the road. We were like, uh, we were like going to. No, we were not fucking driving yet. We were. Were we getting in the car? We were getting in the car, and I was like, "Where do you want to go? Do you want to go back to Taco Deli, which was very good, and the service was great for me. I they're racist against Greg, but I'm okay with that personally. And uh, we, uh, I go, Greg, how about you decide? Because you have some. Uh, Pickiness about breakfast food. You don't like eggs. I don't like eggs, but that's there's fine. There's usually not, there's like not many places that just like, hey man, this is all we serve as eggs. Right. So no, but so for also, one most moment, I let Greg make a decision. Okay, but this is and my he volunteers this, to make a decision. This is my Greg. thought process though. We just have we just think differently. It's not like a retarded thing, as you would say. You can please edit that out. Whatever. <laughs> that's what you call me. You're, I've never called you. You're that. allowed to say that. Uh, I would never say that word, Greg. I've never once said that word. You can't. You've never you don't said have a recording word in high school. You he's, don't have a recording just, of me saying that word. Anyway, so I cannot exist. Anyway, so. So I was like, all right, breakfast, Austin, here, man. Let's just see. I, uh, I was like, I'm not really picky. Right. I just won't eat shit. I'm like, I could work around. Yeah, we, drove, we went fucking yeah. 2,500 miles for this. But like, let's not even put any thought into it. Just first, go ahead. No, continue. but breakfast-wise, I was like, all right, I don't know what's good here. Like, no one's told me anything. So I was like, all right, right. I'll just hit breakfast, look through it, right? 
I was yep. like, five star. This one's not that far. I just looked at the miles, so I hit directions. All it said was, was it breakfast? Breakfast studio. studio. So five I was like, stars. all right, that sounds like some fucking RC shit. Like, let's go check it out, see what they got. Yeah. And we get there. Yeah, it was like, what? Uh, well, we first off, we get there, and it's just like a desolate parking lot. <laughs> There's with- nobody else there. It's just an unmarked fucking brick building. <laughs> For sure. And it turns out it was like, what, a talent agency or something? It was something? a marketing agency. A marketing agency, yeah. Yeah. It was a closed-down marketing agency that had brought us to. But right next door. Was we like lucked a- into, uh, <laughs> it's called Better Half uh, yeah. Breakfast or whatever. And, and that was good. Smoked pastrami. Smoked. A little bit. Oh, my God. That was like a very fat guy burp there. Yeah. If you're uh, not into like peppers and shit. Maybe just add for the pastrami by itself, yeah. some cheese. Yeah, there was like it was like Swiss cheese, arugula, bell bell pepper. peppers, or like it was definitely I don't know. Could have gone straight pastrami, been a lot happier. The pastrami was tremendous, and then everything else was like taking away from the pastrami. I yeah, see, I think if you just went in and asked, like, hey, listen, can you do like a pastrami sandwich, but not like this one, just like you know, <laughs> give, give me some York bread, sandwich. put some fucking mustard or whatever, yeah, some pickles, and I'll be cool with that. Yeah, can you do that? But I didn't, yeah, I didn't think they were going to do all that either. I didn't I, think it was going to be to that extent where it was like the cheese and the peppers and the arugula represented like over half the sandwich. And pastrami was like a seasoning inside the sandwich almost where I wanted like the pastrami to be the shit. Yeah, more pastrami. Yeah, I pulled bread. a piece of pastrami out and just ate that. And that was the best fucking. That, I think that might have been better than the brisket of Terry Black's yesterday. Yeah. Oh, what did I get? Of, when I got turkey too, smoked yeah, turkey. Smoked I fucking turkey. love smoked turkey. Yeah, it was pretty good. I got to get uh, Greg. Do you like do you like smoked turkey? Because you, we've talked about I need to pay you money for uh, some some handyman work. I need you to yeah. come be a real man at my house. <laughs> and uh, I was. We've also talked about me fucking. God, I look enormous on this camera. Um, what a fucking. Pe- and I'm like really fucking stretching it yeah, out. Man, stretching it. <laughs> God. Uh, the uh, you like smoked turkey? Did you like the yeah? Because yeah. I make a very good smoked turkey also, so maybe I'll send you home. With yeah, I food. like most things except you know eggs or really. and uh, like octopus. You don't like octopus? It has to be cooked. It has to be cooked right. Okay. Next, th- how often do you go to Portland? Oh, never really. Man. I've been there like oh. seven times. My whole quite life. a few times. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <That's, laughs> but it's like three hours away, and I do comedy. You know what I mean? It's not that many times. I've been through Portland a lot, going to like different. I've only shows. done comedy in Portland one time. Okay, yeah. See, I've done it like four or five. Right. So there's a place there called Mediterranean Exploration Company that go like when you can take your lady there. Okay. But it's this amazing like Middle East or not Middle Eastern and Mediterranean food, Greek Ooh, food shit. Yeah. And they have a grilled octopus. Yeah, I like. I was about to say that, like, octopus at, like, most Mediterranean places. Yeah. But, uh, like, if I go to, you know, sushi, and they'll give you, like, fried octopus balls or something. Sure, something sure, about sure. it, about the aftertaste of it. It tastes good initially, but the aftertaste of octopus, like, I can tell it's intelligent, and I feel like I shouldn't be eating it. You know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't be eating this. <laughs> That's funny. I have no guilt about octopus. I do really actually have a little bit of guilt around pigs, but uh, octopus, no problem. Yeah, you never seen my, my octopus, whatever my, my I'll, teacher, I'll, I'll my mention. octopus teacher. How long have we done on this? Is this a this is almost a podcast? We've almost made it to a podcast length, a reasonable podcast length. Yeah, almost. I'm very sick of talking to you. I cannot wait to be away from you for a little while. Oh my god, it's gonna be a, great. What dude. a dream! Yeah, I, dream I will not. I will not talk to you again. Flat out, just won't say hi. Won't reach out to you until we're on a plane to, to our Idaho. next show. Yeah. yeah, then I'll be like, hey, how you been, man? 
I didn't really miss you that much, but it yeah. was good to not talk to you that yeah, long. What a what a break it was. Uh, we are if you're going to Cascade, Idaho, Greg and I will be in Cascade, Idaho, where uh, the racial demographics will be similar, very much more in my favor. Not similar, very much more in my favor. Yeah, very much. But it'll be like a little bit better than Seattle. What uh, Cascade? Yeah, for the most part, Cascade's not Boise, dude. It's like 70 miles north of Boise. I know. We're going into my territory. Yeah, no, you'll be... I've lived in Spokane. I get... Yeah. Under shows all yeah, I think, over it's, I think it's very similar to Spokane. In yeah. fact, I think the way that I, they could, they were convinced that you should be booked on the show was he started in Spokane. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's... He can do our place then. Cool, man. There's... Um, I'll be golfing in Cascade, hopefully. It is Memorial Day weekend, by the way. Which it's going to be wild. It's going to be pretty, a lot of golfers. I think it might be, and apparently that city where that's at is like crazy during uh memorial day weekend so we're only going to have like one real night there so we'll see how it is but fuck man um what else is there anything else we need to talk about uh you bought weed from a person who we don't want to incriminate because yeah, it's legal it's not it's legal illegal here. here it was overpriced like 15 dollars more than i would usually pay yeah and then we've had an adventure trying to get your fucking addiction into your body we tried to go to a brewery that i want that i wanted to go to which i'm, I'm gonna take another shot at it tomorrow by the way yeah, for um, sure i didn't i didn't say let's not go to the brewery though let's just no we got out late. there and it was like it was gonna be annoying to get out there so yeah we turned around came back here we're gonna do another podcast later hopefully maybe another one tomorrow also but um anyway can't wait to see like how much like man i fucking Hate this guy. Let me tell you why, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna watch our relationship slowly crumble over a fucking couple podcasts. Oh, that'd be great. Just like over. A, by the way, it'll be just it'll be three weeks of podcast, but it'll be a matter of hours of the fucking real in the real world. Um, yeah. So we ha- we did. Uh, it was it was cool. Yesterday we walked into the creek in the cave and immediately saw uh, former Tacoma comedian Chris Reese, yeah. who's down here. Shout um, out to Chris. Apparently doing well. Uh, against all odds, <laughs> I we've we've said this before. Like I, Chris is a guy who's uh, one. He's just better suited for any place that's not like Seattle. Yeah, he's definitely like on the on the edgier side of comedy. And there's going to be people if they listen to this. If there's comedians that listen to this, there are people who fucking hate Chris Reese. I don't mind him at all. I think he's he's a nice guy. I drove him to. Do we do the? No, it was me, you, Taylor Bonds. No, not me, you. Me, Josh Firestein, Taylor Bonser, and Chris Reese. Went to, uh, we did the sick tryout together. Oh, yeah. And I drove us all. And I don't know how Chris Reese like somehow tagged along. I was like annoyed that he was going to be in the car. <laughs> and I just shat on him the whole fucking drive. And, uh, and uh, I remember it for a couple reasons. One, Josh missed his daughter losing her first tooth. Yeah, she lost her first tooth. Like as we were walking up to the comedy underground, he got a text message, and I felt like sad. I didn't even have a kid. No, I did have a kid. I was like just recently had a kid, like a month old daughter, and uh, so I was like sad for him. And then he didn't get into the competition that year, and Taylor didn't get into the competition that year, and Chris Reese didn't get into the competition that year. But I got into the competition, and. Josh and Taylor were both like, I had a better fucking set than you, which I had a very good set. I don't think that they had a better set. They had good sets. I also had a good set. And we know those fucking contests like the, the yeah, I've... they're garbage. The whole thing sucks. Yeah. And it's an ego destroyer and all that. So 
Um, uh, anyway, yeah, he was like, he's good, but he like the Seattle hates him. Seattle hates Chris Reese. Seattle hates a lot of people though. This is, yeah, that's just any comedy scene. I want to shit on Seattle. Those, those people just have like, like a group or like certain people they just don't like, they don't yeah. fit in with that group. And then, uh, the, so our buddy that got us our shows out here, most of our shows out here, uh, Adam Lucky, his fiance is now the fucking like manager of the Creek in the Cave, which yeah. is lucky for us. <laughs> fucking A. Because she's always been like awesome. She worked at Tacoma Comedy yeah, Club yeah, for a while. Cool. Like we know her. She's very nice. And she came up. I didn't even expect to see her. I assumed she was doing shit like either. I assumed she was gone for the day. Like it was late. We showed up late. And she's yeah, like, fucking she's late like show, man. Casey McClain and Greg Beachler. And it was like, really oh, sweet shit. to like, I was like, oh yeah. damn, this is so It's so nice to like be out here where like, this scene is like any other comedy scene where it's very clicky, it seems like. Oh, definitely, man. Yeah. You and have like anybody. some safe harbors, you know? For sure. Yeah, so I was just trying to like meet everyone I could talk to them. You did a better job of networking. I was, yeah. out, I was out pouting while you I were know. networking. I could always network with, with comics, man. I like talking to different people, man. We all got a lot in common automatically. It's easy to get along with other comics. Yeah, I have a thing. I, I don't know why. I've had this with uh, Seattle Comics, too, where I'm like, I know that you guys... It's even like a fucking self-esteem thing where I'm like, I know you guys don't think I should be here. Like, you don't want me here. I'm taking stage time away from you. See, you see how I said, like, you do, like, conspiracy shit, but I don't know if you're joking about it. No, that's not, what's well, not conspiracy, though. You keep saying conspiracy. Yeah, that's, you, that's you're just conspiratorial, fucking... man. Like, you think, you think, that you really think that people are just thinking about you like that? That they're like, man, fucking Casey McClain. Well, it's probably because here. when someone comes to Tacoma or Seattle and I'm on a show with them, I'm like, why is this piece of shit from fucking Iowa on my show? And then they're like, good. And I'm like, God, why is it a send a good one? Why couldn't they send a <laughs> shitty comic so my self-esteem would be better? You know what I mean? No, man, no. It's yeah. Right. Fuck, like, I, think I hope I don't do feel that. that way. I would I would hate that if I like, just felt like, oh, man, people don't want me on the show. Even if they didn't want me on the show, I was like, all right. They didn't want you on yesterday's show. Maybe more than me, but they didn't want they didn't want you either. In Fair. fact, you and I, this was another thing too. Is what minutes. really sucks, dude, is we yeah. went and we had the shortest set times. For sure. And I was like, "Fuck, this is so like obviously insulting." But we got put on the show last minute, and then it was like, also, we both didn't do well. Like it would have been. I what I wanted was to be like, I'm crushing so fucking hard at six minutes that I'm just going to do a couple more minutes, and you're going to be like, God damn, we wish we would have put him on for 10 instead of 8 or 6. Gotcha. That's but what, that's not what happened. Like, it, though, What I don't like is at the end of that show, there's nobody that's like, dude, we should book that guy. You know what I mean? That's why I hate bombing so much. That's another reason I hate bombing right. so much. But, like, what, two, three people that were on that show were on the first show we were on where we did well, you know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, it'd be fair. fine. And... And those two or and, three people also bombed on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many people were on that show last night? Too many. Too many. And maybe I can think of two, three people that did well. Yeah. That's literally it. Everybody else kind of had the same sense we did. And one so. dude, man, that guy was so fucking funny. But he, like, it was like, it really, real. you really realize the fucking guardrails that Seattle puts up. Because he was... Very funny. The black yeah. dude. Oh, yeah, man. He had a, I'm not going to give away his joke, but he had a joke about uh, human trafficking that was so fucking yeah, funny. So far. And then he was doing a joke about trans porn, but not using the wasn't proper using the right words. verbiage for sure. He not was. the, he wasn't using Seattle language. And it was so goddamn funny, but it was like, 
oh man, like you can actually fucking build a joke like that here because these woke college kids here, even though they're probably the wokest kids in Texas, were still like into it, you know? Yeah. Giving him the benefit of the doubt. He was black, which <clears throat> helps. You guys get like a pass on certain things. I've seen, I've seen, you know, for example, you use the R word on this podcast. I'm calling it the R word, and you just yelled it out. I didn't mean to say that. Just because you I'm called me that so many times. I did. I would never, Greg. I would okay. Absolutely. I never. mean, I literally have text Greg, messages would, like that. But that's I would fine. never, Greg. I would Casey. never. I would absolutely never Casey. use a word, an offensive word, Greg. No, <laughs> not me. Not me, right. Greg. I would never. I, thought, I must have been drinking and thought you were calling. Yeah, me you shit. really. I did not mean to even say. Me. I would never. Um, it is funny to me the <laughs> idea, even when you you know like. There's comics that you're like, oh, that's like kind of a, a more woke comic or whatever. The shit we will talk about in a car ride alone, the fucking, it's wild. Like if you think, like mo- even comics who will pretend to be offended publicly will say some wild shit in a car alone. Oh, I know, man. That's why I, I can't take a lot of people serious. It's like, oh, you know, I'm uh, in a car with you, man. I uh, worked with this woman. I'm not going to say her name now. I'll tell you off. It's not like a right. thing like that, but... She, we, we just did a show together in uh, Mount Vernon, Washington, and I drove her. She asked me if I could pick her up, and I drove her. And she was telling me about, I was telling her about merch, like how well it goes for me. And she's like, uh, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'm thinking about getting merch. What do you think about this idea? And her idea was, uh, it was, so have you ever, ever seen a shirt that says only here for the t-shirt or something like that? Sure. It said only queer for the t-shirt because she like, uh, or no, yeah, something like that. Anyways, because she's like, you know, whatever, like experimented in college, like classic white girl uh, (laughs) story, right? And she was like making fun of that about herself. And I was like, that's an amazing idea. That's such a funny shirt. This is like 2017 or 18. And now I'm like, I hope she didn't make that fucking shirt (laughs) because she's got to be crucified by now if she made that fucking shirt. And, uh... Yeah, I just feel like the I can't get away with a shirt like that, but there's like, you know, levels of acceptability. I guess, man. There's no white comics that just push lines that do well. Well, they do, but they catch shit for it, and I'm a coward. <clears throat> you don't think black people catch shit for stuff? I promise. Not you. nearly as often, dude. Not nearly as often. Yeah. Dude, I get a See, I've been on TikTok. I just there's some TikTok that said, you know, trying to find someone Black in Seattle or something like, or something like dating somebody in Seattle. It's like trying to find, hard to find anyone in Seattle. Right. That's all I said. Lots of licensing or any black person in Seattle. And then some, somebody's like, yeah, well, that's because, you know, cis straight males need to take accountability. I was like, what does this even have to do with anything, man? Yeah. Just got railed on for that shit. That's the, that's the shit that's the funniest is when the, like, when, like, white liberals <laughs> try to, uh, like, they try to, like, throw a dart at what they think your politics are and agree with you, like, vocally, you know what I mean? No, they weren't agreeing with me. They were definitely. They were attacking. trying to agree with you. No, they're like, yeah, this. There was definitely attack, and I was like, maybe you should listen to my podcast where I hold people accountable. I was like, no, nah, I don't think I'm gonna do this. Like, yeah, because cis straight males don't like to hold accountability. I was like, all I said oh, I see was it's saying. hard to find black people in Seattle at all. That's the only comment I made, and like somehow I got that reaction from someone. Mm. Like people, you just catch shit. People are gonna give you shit. And they're gonna find something to not like you about. But I definitely think that uh, like that dude. Was saying some wild shit. Yeah, but and it wasn't think, like negative though. It was just the word he was using. But it was definitely pro. No, it was like pro that's, trans. That's all. Yeah. No, there's nobody. There's no comic that's actually going on stage and exactly. making hateful comments about 
races or religions outside yeah. of like Nick DiPaolo. Like, yeah, and he's like, and he's not doing shit. No, no comic that's doing anything is doing shit. Right, like that. that's like this. Yeah. They're like trying to find boogeyman. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, for sure. And so that's like, uh, I think like the they're less likely to find a black boogeyman because that's politically unsavory. You know what I mean? Right. Because then they'd feel like they're oppressing. You know, it's like there's this whole this whole fucking diagram of. Uh, like break down, like a, break like down the chart. diagram for me, man. I it's a flowchart. It. No, it's. I mean, it's just like it's truly like. Will we accept this from the? Because there's always like they're like, oh sure, a white guy has this opinion, and it's like, well, is it the a good opinion? Like, is it is it a fucking well thought out opinion? Do you remember a couple of years ago when uh, when uh, you, I'm sure this is like a thing that's just bothered me. His name was uh, Richard Dawkins. He Rich. said uh, he's like a billionaire, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. He said um, that. Islam could use a taste of feminism, is what he said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. And people are like, oh, fuck you, straight white guy telling us blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, but aren't you like also, aren't these like, there are like people fighting against the misogyny of. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going on right now. I think uh, there have been a lot of women in the Middle East. Protesting like not wearing hijabs. That's like going on. Now. Right. So, but my point is like he's saying the thing that everyone believes. Yeah, everything believes that is happening. But just because he said it as a white guy, that's exactly. why it's shitty. That's what I'm saying. And that's yeah. like a thing where if it was like I don't, you know, there's like a certain level of we're doing like paper bag tests with opinions where it's like you can't fucking. Well, you're fucking a little. You're not quite. <laughs> Did you say paper bag test? Yeah. I just caught that you, shit. That's yeah. hilarious. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's obviously it's not just color, but it's like it's like all of these factors where we're like. Well, you're allowed to have this opinion publicly. You're not allowed to have the same exact opinion publicly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So, but how would you? What do you think someone would argue like against what you're saying? Like, what would what would be the reason? Like, why they should say that? Like, hey, maybe he is right about that opinion, but maybe he shouldn't. He's had his time. What, what would the argument for that be? Like, a, a credible the, one. The only things that I've heard is like just like white dudes have had their time to have opinions. It's time for you to set, step aside and be quiet or whatever. That's, not, like, that's, that's just like a statement. Though. That no, really no. Yeah. I, I mean, do, like, are you trying to, like, I think this thing is a thing where there's obviously not a valid argument except for just this kind of like angry response to the way the world has gone over the last 2,000 years or whatever. And I, I get that, but also I only get to live from 1986 until whenever I die. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try to do it the best I can. You know what I mean? No, I'm going to try to make the most money I can, have the most fun I can, have the most fulfilling family experience that I can. And I'm not going to be like, like, as an example, like, you. this is like where I think it falls apart too, is like when people are like, uh, um, they're like, oh, white people need to start, like basically they want white people to like start letting black people have their jobs. Like what? stop taking jobs that are like, these are like obviously, by the way, the most crazy. I'm not saying this is like the pervasive narrative of society. Okay, but it is like there are a segment of people that are like, like for me, I go if you if you and I both applied for the same job, and uh, we're both equally qualified for that job. Um, while I do want the situation for black people overall to improve in this country, in this circumstance, I want that fucking job. Oh, yes. I don't. I don't care about your fucking. I want my the best for my family, right? Yeah, yeah. you're not you're not looking at it. that's a, the micro level that you live in. You're yeah, not trying, you're not thinking of the uh, the macro. Right on a micro level, I want my shit. This is but this is like honest, and it's not a sexy or fucking popular thing to say. 
But on a micro level, I want my life to be the best it can. I want everybody else's life to improve, not at the expense of my life at all, basically, right? Which is what we all want. Got you. So what if they were like, okay, everyone could have like a certain level of life that's pretty reasonable. Like if we break down sure. the way people lived in, I don't know, 1902, it's going to be substantially better than that. Like, you know, you have housing or whatever. You can do whatever you want, but you can't be a billionaire anymore. Like, whatever. Would I don't know wait, where I was even going with that. Never mind. Dude. Never mind. Dude. Skip all that. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> it's not. It's staying in. Yeah. That was uh, just trying one to go more back to this, the micro, like, you know, microcosm. You're like, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to. I can't do that. I can't. What are you going to do? Like, oh, we both. Who's the other candidate? First of all, do you even know who the other candidate is? Right. Well, you know, and yeah. that's also like there's always the myth. Like there's no that's, one that's, there's never truly like two people are exactly equally qualified. Yeah, exactly. But even if there were, right. you, you had the same, like you don't know the other candidates, right? Mm-hmm. Like unless you're all sitting in the fucking waiting room together to be interviewed, but then that's that's a shitty entry job that anyone can get. Right. So you only have to have certain qualifi- qualifications. They're probably going to hire more than one person. But if you're going to be like an architect for a firm, right? You don't know everyone else who's applied, who else yeah. they're interviewing. So how would why, at what point would it be your responsibility to be like, hey, before we move on in this interview, gentlemen, I need to know everyone else's uh, racial background. Sexuality, I want to know, like, gender. yeah, I, want, I need to know all that. Send them to me, and then I'll decide if I want to continue with this application <laughs> yeah. project. I will withdraw myself right. so they can have an opportunity. That's, that doesn't even work. No one's been to a job like that. Yeah. And so at what point? In your microcosm, would you have to do that? That, no, that is sure. that way unreasonable? I think that's unreasonable. Man. Yeah, of course it's unreasonable. That's why yeah. I'm bringing it up. So right? yeah, so what do they mean? Like just give them your jobs. I don't like. What does that mean? Like I should quit my job? Like hey man, it should be like I want to. Like there was a comic that we know who was applying for the to be the host of Blues Clues. Okay, and he, and he dropped out, and he goes, "I'm dropping out," and it's because I think this job should go to a person of color and it's like okay like it's still not going to just because you dropped out it's not going to like it's maybe it will i don't know but it's not because you said it but it's like it's just like this like kind of empty platitude right where you're like yeah what is that but as all black people are supposed to say thank you or just that one guy who might be doing a voice what the what the fuck right the voice acting black people they're not getting enough voice acting gigs right and it's like uh it's like uh I mean, I don't, we're getting to a point where it's like, can a, can a, you know, we, there was a point where like within a couple year period, uh, what's his name? Uh, Al Pacino played both Michael Corleone and Tony Montana. Yeah. And you're like, oh, a Cuban guy and an Italian guy. Like I get like, I kind of get it. He played both well though. Like it wasn't like he was not believable as Tony Montana necessarily. Uh, what, I mean, you might disagree. Oh, no, I was about to say, of, I was like, I, I used to work with this Cuban dude. He was like one of the craziest guys I've ever met. And he sure. like, yeah, he did okay. He did an okay job. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, how how far are we going to go down this road where it's like, can a Puerto Rican play a Dominican? Like, well, what if he's a better actor? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are we? Yeah, I mean, I get like and, then, like. and then if the rule is that, it's like, okay, so like an Ecuadorian can't play any fucking role ever because there's no movies about Ecuadorians. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing? Is that a, was that a thing where they like he's not really? I know the the dude from what was it, Mister Robot, when he was playing the the Greek. Oh yeah, wrong, you know the shit about uh, yeah the Egypt gods or what, Egyptian gods of Egypt. Sure, 
They yeah, got mad that, that Will Smith was the genie on fucking. Yeah, no. Somebody said like, I can't believe they're playing this as an Egyptian guy, like not a black. He's like, yo, he's Egyptian, dog. Right. They were mad at him because like they gave well, him people, the role. First off, people have no idea like Middle Eastern geography and the intermingling of races in that area because they're like, um, remember that uh, lady Gal Gadot is playing fucking uh, what? Well, I don't know if she is anymore, but she was supposed to play Cleopatra. Yeah, and. They're like, she can't, like, Cleopatra is a black woman. And it's like, well, she's Egyptian. And she actually was supposedly Greek. Like, it was in Egypt, but she was supposedly Greek. So, like, but aren't we, like, we're really splitting hairs is my point at that point. Um, but people think Egyptian, when they hear African, they're like, oh, this is, like, like tribal Africa. As opposed to, like, that's, Egypt is, like, one of the first civilizations, but it's also, yeah. but it's also like it's it's mixed. It's a it's a diverse. Yeah, it's like a hub. It's like it's near the Middle East, like one of the yeah the it's crossroads like, of exactly all a fucking civilization. Yeah. So there's everything there, right? And there's a there's many multiracial people there, yeah. and the whole Mediterranean is full of Mediterranean people. Where like it's not fucking Tanzania, that's like on average, people have probably lighter skin in Egypt, right? That's what you're saying. The dude's Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Egypt, definitely. I'm just saying, Egypt. Egypt is like ethnically closer, or there's many people who are like Middle Eastern would be considered Middle Eastern by American standards of race. This is going a wild direction. We're going a lot. It always does, here. man. We're going well, a lot. Of, but yeah. We shouldn't ever have microphones because this is going to get us one day. <laughs> we're, we're never going to have one that we can put out. Yeah, ever. No, I just. Yeah, I, I understand the uh, like. Come on, man. Why, like why? Why is this white guy playing like a Native American person? Yeah, shit like that. That's totally wild. But when you're like an actor, it's like just a role. Like you, there's no definite. This right. is the race of this person. This is what we're doing, and you just have like a random person playing it. Yeah, I don't think you should get too hyped up about right. who's getting millions of dollars to to do things. Well, right? I actually think that when the millions of dollars comes in is when people get mad because it's like you could be giving millions of dollars to a Native American person, say. Or to yeah, a but fucking... have a Native American play person play a Native American. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, play the roles. But if, uh, like you said, uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is playing Cleopatra. Cleopatra. It's like, okay, but you don't even know what race she was. Well, no, that's my point. Is like, they, yeah. they don't know that they don't know because they think that. Yeah, you think you know, but. This is Egypt and Africa, some, so this needs to be. Do some more research, man. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's the, that's the thing. Like we were talking about where people. Go to Africa and they're like, "Well, there's a lot of African Americans here." Yeah, like this is, uh, um, yeah, and also like, I mean, like we've talked about yesterday, like Nigerian immigrants are fucking crushing it in the United States, and don't face the same problems that people with like generational poverty have in this country. Like many of those being descendants of slaves or whatever. Yeah. You know? Like I said, I don't want to talk about it, but the only time I got called a racial slur by an African dude once, and I was like, what the fuck? Just say the slur, please. Huh? I love yeah. hearing this. Say what he said. Okay, yeah, he, he, called he, he called me a cotton picker once. And he was like from Nigeria. I was like, what the fuck? It was, I was so shocked by that. Yeah. Yeah. He was um, like just racist. He didn't like, he did not like African Americans. He just didn't like, he would always talk shit about them. Yeah. Yeah, I worked with another dude I worked at McDonald's with him. Oh man, McDonald's. The yeah. melange. That is really the melting pot is McDonald's. Yeah. It was like two thousand three. You remember when uh Sudan was going through all that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Dude so when it, oh man. We had a lot of Sudanese dudes in the back and they were cool. I like talking to them. I had and a then, 
I, I want to tell you one a bit that I was working on that wasn't working, but there's this thing. So to go on that uh, thing about uh, white dudes should just not take the job and get make sure it goes to a person of color, you know, whatever. Like you all, like anyone has that much control over the exactly. interview process. The same people that believe that also are the people that are like they start out like a seminar at Microsoft with like we want to start this meeting off by acknowledging that this land is. On, or we are on the land that was traditionally inhabited by the like Snohomish tribe, the fucking whatever tribes. They name all these tribes that used to live here. We just want to acknowledge that. The thing about that is, if you do that shit in Chicago, that tribe probably is in Oklahoma now. But when you do that shit in the Pacific Northwest, the tribe is like right, they're driving distance from you, motherfucker. If you really want to acknowledge that this was their land... You're Microsoft. <laughs> You're give fine. that fucking land back. You know what I mean? They're yeah, right could, there. Give them the deed. Walk over. You could, you could like I'm gonna give. I'm just gonna give you this deed. We're gonna pay to move exactly. operations somewhere else. Exactly. Like it's We're that's why it's, it's all shit. empty bullshit, dude. It's all empty bullshit. Yeah, it's all like this is how other people. Should black be. people know this though for a fact. I, I hope everybody knows that. Like actual black people. Like, actual black. People. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying black people like that live around other black people. Yeah, we all know that. People talk shit all the time. It's like, it's a lot of empty stuff, man. No one's yeah. changing anything. Get out of here. Of course. We of don't course. like hearing it either. Yeah. Um, but no, my worry is that they're they're really uh, going after some wonderful white men. That's the problem with this with this uh, cancel shit. Some just incredible, great white men. The great yeah. white men need... You, just, you can just tell he said the N-word a lot in high school, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, no, I think that's true. I think it's like, yeah, also we've talked about this this weekend, which is that these people, like the people that they think they're representing don't like them. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, man. I don't know, I'm almost out of water. That's how you know it's the podcast is over. Yeah, water's I'm, over. You didn't have to pee this whole time, which is incredible, bro. That was like an hour oh without you God. having to there go was, to the No, we were going down one other thing. Oh, Sudan. Uh, I worked <laughs> with this... Uh, this dude at the, that box factory that I talked to you about. I worked with this dude. We had two guys on the same press, same printing press. Uh, one guy, I was like, we were talking about something, and I was like, what's like the worst day you've ever had in your life? And he goes, he's a half Korean, half Jewish, rich family. And he goes, uh, oh, dude, you know, when I was a sophomore, I got cut from the JV basketball team. And I was like, dude, devastated, like depressed for fucking weeks. And he's just like kind of a mopey dude. He might listen to this podcast. He knows who he is. He knows and, uh, he's good. He's a very nice guy, but he was like kind of a mopey dude at the time, especially. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Chol? Chol is this guy that came to the U.S. as a Sudanese refugee. Uh, played high school basketball, by the way, at 22 years old. <laughs> he was on his high school basketball team. <laughs> he's... Uh, Sudanese war orphan both of his parents and some of his siblings like killed in front of him and the happiest guy you will ever meet in your fucking life and it's like those there's like those perspectives of like this dude's like dancing loving a much worse experience in the United States than this guy who's like rich family fucking got cut from his basketball team all fucking depressed and I think that's like kind of interesting, right? Yeah. It's like what we just are out of problems as fucking white people in this country that we're trying to take on other people's problems. We're fucking <laughs> yeah, they're causing inner problems with yourself, yeah, but like dude. we're taking all these like shells, yeah, <laughs> just from like the shrapnel. Like, oh, yeah, I worked the with the Civil War. You guys got to chill. Another dude, same place from fucking. Uh, oh, shit. It might have been Tanzania actually, and uh, he 
he uh his name was Jack. That was his like American name. And we had like a great fucking you know, he was we would I'd make jokes back and forth. Box Factory, man, manual labor is a great place where like there's no sensitivity about race really. Like I've heard some of the most horrific jokes. A bit this by the way, also back in two thousand four. So maybe No, I mean I worked construction for a while. There's a reason I didn't like doing it. I was like, man, these are fucking fucking racist dude they right. say some wild wild shit I've heard like around a foosball table some of the craziest shit said to like an Indian guy by a Filipino and then right back like some of the wildest shit everyone's laughing everyone's having fun this dude uh, this dude Jack we were uh, there was a color on the Pantone scale called uh, it's or not Pantone but it's like 90 black is the name of this ink color okay and I was like hey man throw some uh, 90 black in uh, the second down of this machine and he's like, don't you mean 90 African-American? And we both just fucking. But then he, we were talking about something and he made me like really think about this. He goes, he's like, uh, you know, in my uh, where I'm from, when I was growing up, the fucking uh, we didn't have clean water. So we would like walk miles to get clean water for our for our house. And uh, so there's no fucking depression in Africa. There's fucking survival. <laughs> In Africa, there's no time to be depressed because you not have like to... all of Africa, by the way. Maybe like where he was at. There's plenty of Africa's very diverse. I'm not the one saying it. Well, of yeah. course, like I've, I mean, I think there's rich areas, but like a large portion, a large land mass of Africa is not oh, South Africa, right? Like For South sure. Africa and Egypt and all those. There's like very technologically advanced parts, and then there's parts where people are walking with baskets of water on their head to give their family fucking clean drinking water. Yeah. And he lived in one of those parts. And in those parts, he's like, there's no such thing as depression there because you just like, you're, you can't even, you don't even have the, the mental bandwidth to, cause you have so many other things, so many other threats <laughs> in your life. Wildlife could yeah. fucking kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That you're not worried sick. about. Yeah. yeah. You get sick easier. Or like, you know, if you, like you get injured, you're like, you're just kind of fucked. You know, like a lot of modern medicine. Right. Yeah, there's got, what, are they going to airlift you to fucking no. Johannesburg? You're just, you're just out there. I get that completely, man. I knew uh, like some Ethiopians and they celebrated Christmas different. I thought it was weird. They would just, you know, because they didn't understand. Like, you guys get a bunch of presents and shit. Like, that's weird. Like, we just go to church, hug our family, have like some meat. And like a meal, and we just we're just happy to be together. Just have it's the like, spiciest fucking meat yeah, in the history like we have of the some earth. meat because we have to just we have to do something to make it last. We can't just huff it down, right? right. Yeah, but like they very minimalist. Yeah. They just celebrate just a family thing. And like yo, we just have so much opulence out here, man. It's like, oh, well, it's shit. just yeah, com- American commercialism. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like a part of it. Yeah. So I feel like I want to die at seventy-two, bro. What the fuck does that have to do with? It? Anything that we just anything said. I feel like, uh, you know, like as an American, I know I've contributed like way more waste and pollution and just horrible shit to the planet overall with this consumption in my life. And I oh, think this that is going to be like a hippie. Thing. We live no, no. We live what eighties. My grandma lived till she was ninety nine. My grandpa was like almost ninety. My, I got uncles who were eighty, man. You know, right. they're older. You know, they're still buying stuff. They get more medical sure. needs. They're still using things. For years, who knows? It could be like 10, 11 years of just after I'm dead, like of products I'm not using. Right. Things I'm not, like I'm not driving cars, I'm not polluting, I'm not doing anything. I've just been dead for like that 11 years that I could have been alive. Yeah. And I think I'm like, that'll, that'll actually save more than everyone can do, like recycling every day of their lives and shit. Well, I mean, if your thing is like, 
I think everyone should die earlier, bro. That's all I'm saying. Like we live too long. Oh my I, god, this is this is like this is a crazy podcast. No, bro. this is the dumbest thing I've ever. Why fucking, is it dumb, dude? Think it's about always it. so dumb because because first off, most people when they live to 72 are living a pretty healthy 72. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, I don't know, man. It's always like well, I'm diabetic, but that's different. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'd you be it'd be a miracle if you made it to 72. But no, I'll, the, I'll probably make it to 72, <laughs> unless I like don't do math right. I know you almost died in the fucking bed. God damn. By the way, this is, we're going to talk about this on stage, but Greg was like, like he's like, I need my blood sugar's low and we have nothing. I gave him fucking sugar packets from our coffee thing. He's just like, I've never seen someone just down. It's like, a, you're like the dude on Men in Black that needs the sugar water. Yeah. The fucking. <laughs> I'm to You're fucking Edgar. Just, like drinking uh, a. Hey, look weird. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> By the way, I only know that name because my wife and I looked that up recently because we saw his wife in that scene on uh, on something. But yeah, the the uh, um this like we need to die earlier thing is such like a young person's opinion, youngish person's opinion. I a uh, mutual friend Taylor Bonzer, he said this thing to me once. He's like, dude, I think it would be like actually good if that like uh, Infinity. What's the guy in? Uh, Thanos in uh, the we got rid of fifty percent of the people. Yeah, he like snaps his fingers, half half everyone dies. He's like, I think that would actually be good. And I'm like, well, I think you're the stupid. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because it's like he's like, well, there should be less people. And I think we value human. He said this to me because we value human life too much. And I think that is actually not true. <laughs> like, I don't think we value human life based on what evidence do we value human life too much? I think we. He's like we value our own life. And like I do think there are places, by the way, where like the. Every, cre- every creature values its life. But I, I think there's places in, uh, I think in the United States, one thing we've gotten used to is that like people should survive for a very long time and we don't appreciate it. We actually don't appreciate it all that much. We value it, but we don't appreciate it. Like my, I, we looked at a ancestry thing that my wife's uncle put together and you look at like, and it's like they had 13 kids, four of them died. And you're like, oh my god! Could you imagine having one kid that died, and now it's like four of my fucking thirteen died? You know what I mean? Like that's that's wild. just what it was, though. Back then. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would be devastating if it started to be like fucking one out of every ten kids died incredibly young. You know? Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. Wait till you're older. You've already lived life. If you haven't come, if you haven't done everything you wanted to do. But what about you know, 72? I think your opinion is going to be different at 71, is my point. Maybe. How much more of your kids' lives could you experience? How much more of your much Dude, younger girlfriend's experience could you experience? 31 years? For you. 31 years for me, right? Yeah. So that's also 31 years of my kids being alive. That would right. be what? Almost 50. You, like, you think you'll be done with them? What else then? do I need to see? It's like, yeah, you had grandkids, good. I still, I loved you this whole time, but, uh, you know. You don't want to see go. the, you don't think it would be cool to see the grandkids at like, Thirteen instead of three years old. You think oh, whatever, whatever the fucking years? thing is. Whatever no, the fucking would, thing I'm is. I'm gonna dude. see him like when they're teenagers or great grandkids or whatever. No, the thing is. Yes, like, you've had kids had at a very young gra- age. My, my grandmother, when she was 99, right? First off, she wanted to die. She'd go on like hunger strikes and shit. Well, 99 just, is much yeah, that's old, old, old. Right? She was old, old, right? 72, right? That's just my comic, whatever. But I think we should like not. We shouldn't be pushing like why well, are we trying to be a hundred? Security for sure. It's fuck yeah, it's fucking social security. You literally just told me about somebody getting dementia and like going through all their savings in like right. months because it costs so much to fucking take care of them. Right. So so much burden is causing. Anyway, I don't want to be a burden to people. Sure. When I'm older, you know what I mean. If I have a good life, 
That's why I also want to live the best life I can. I try to. We're both out here doing comedy, man. Right. I've always tried to follow my dreams. It's pretty miserable for me to be here with you, but it is great for you. I no. get how it's cool for you to be out here. No, me. Like, what, a, what an honor. No, no. It's just comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You're right. Thank you for playing this whole thing. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, God. so I, I always try to. I even tell my kids that, man. It's like, hey, do what you like. Try we to make. Love, yeah. Try to be happy, man. Do what you can. You only live once. But if you've been trying till you're 72 and you just failed, you still ain't doing shit. It's like, why not just hang it up? Just hang it up. You did. You tried. Yeah, I think existence. I think you undervalue existence, and you will. That will change. That's because I almost die all the time. So it's not. I'm not as like clingy to it as most people. Like I get it can be over at any time. I get that. Like that doesn't bother me, man. People well, don't. To me, that's like why you would think that those years, if you got to have those years from seventy-two to eighty-two, you'd be fucking thrilled. Yeah, know? just sitting around like fuck, man. This is great. I'm just sitting around like my kids don't really call me that much. Well, I'm I mean, lying. They call you, me like every day. Yeah, you. Yeah, you fucking. You're only only fucking people that want to talk to are your kids. Your girlfriend <laughs> hasn't done shit, but your your kids won't shut the fuck up on this phone. What? She texts me all the time. Oh no, no she hates you. She texted me. She told me she's mad at you. Yeah. Um. I, you got ask her what for, man? Like. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah. I think. I think at that point you're like. Like you can't project what it's gonna be, but you're gonna there's gonna be shit you want to see. Like a rewarding shit in your life will Maybe. still be happening when you're seventy. You're right. I'm that's like thirty two years away. I could that's you over up, half my life, way over that. It's like almost double my life. Almost, it's like eight years short of being double my life now. Oh, your life to this point. Yeah. But at that point, it will only be it'll be less than half of your life was the thirty years from now to when you're seventy two, thirty one years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying from now. So yeah, maybe you're my, very bad at math. We've learned this. How's time. that? Forty three plus like forty plus thirty two is what seventy two calculations. They've gone rough. Oh, I didn't man. do that. I didn't know you were on such a roller coaster of life and death every single day. It's a real stressful thing. You fucking last night. You're like pounding orange juice and fucking. <laughs> we got emergency orange juice next to the bed. Yeah, it's yeah, a real problem. Lots lot of things affect pouring diabetes. sugar fucking down your throat. Yeah, man. Straight up sugar. I thought this thing you had attached to you like just solved it. Yeah, no, without it, it's even worse, Doug. They, like they should put a sugar in that thing too to really fucking balance you out. You're like a, you're like a, like a, uh, you know, like one of those those fucking like coin things. But it's like right now I need a fucking sugar. Give me insulin later. You know, regulate the whole thing. Oh man, I can't believe they haven't invented that yet. Does Diabetes exist? research. Casey McClain here. He's got an idea. I'm not, am, I, am I truly? I maybe no, I'm, no. Usually, just that's why I said it's like it sucks being a, a 40 year old man that has to have gummy like gummy fruits on him at all the times. Yeah, because you don't know when you get low and shit. Yeah, that's how you just treat it. You just have sugar. The insulin. Just so nobody's there. nobody's done like a two in one thing, like the peanut butter and the fucking. Well, that wouldn't make any sense. What? How much like how much concentrated sugar are you gonna have that you're gonna give? Like, how much sugar do you think you could fit in a little pump? Like how many milligrams? If you fucking got it down to its purest form, probably quite a bit. Okay. And then how do you, like, what do you think it is? I can tell you what it is. Well, we what? have those emergency shots that are just it's straight sugar. It's like straight sugar to get you to, like, pop you back up. It's like 150 milligrams, dude. Okay. Yeah. Like, and all what? together throughout I eat in a day. 
Well, but you don't have to use that whole thing if you're just. Um, listen, you mean I like think a, it's a great you're talking idea. about like emergency, like just an emergency. Oh fuck, I'm nah, dying. man, thing. I want you to have like a tank on the side that's just constantly slow dripping both in. It's like, oh, we noticed the sugar got a little low. Here's one drip of sugar. Here's one drip of insulin. Level that thing out all day, dude. That's what I say. That's listen. Your body you're out naturally, there, your body naturally does that with sugar, though. Well, yours doesn't though. No, my, you know, it still breaks down sugar. It just doesn't suck it into my muscles to use it like it breaks it down it's in the blood no well, but you get what i'm saying is like at fucking 10 p or no, not even that at 1 a.m when we were fucking like you have to chase down an orange juice to live through the night <laughs> like i feel like the technology I probably would have been okay i just had to turn off my my insulin pump and just like kind of lay down for a few hours i'd probably wake up <laughs> I'd probably wake up like thirsty because my blood sugar got high. Jesus, dude. but <laughs> I didn't want to do all that. It's got to be very stressful to be your. Uh, it's the girlfriend. worst to be yeah. her. Yeah, she's a she's an angel, bro. So yeah. a sweet white angel, sweet white angel, man. And uh, I'm sure, one day she'll leave me for like a like a decent dude who will treat her great. Like I don't think anybody's gonna treat her just overall better than I do. Yeah, but she, maybe they'll like treat her well and not have to deal with like my side bullshit. Yeah, equally good without the the other the negatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Good. That's where it ends. That's where the.